phase two trials are scheduled to be completed by the end of March 2021 so that the passport can be rolled out quickly as the number of vaccinated British citizens rises. Let's look at the rationale behind the COVID-19 passport. The passport is designed to prove a person's COVID-19 status, allowing the, quote, easing of restrictions on people meeting by reducing the risk of contagion, enabling families and friends to meet, employees to work, return to work in person, and businesses to open sooner and more responsibly. Yeah, they're selling people their lives back for this bullshit. For agreeing. Uh, for a passport. Like, who told these people they had the right to limit you? They said, reducing the risk of contagion. Who's the risk? Who's at risk? Am I at risk? Are you at risk? The world is at risk. We're all at risk, but it's not from COVID-19. It's not from this virus so much as it is from these uh, techniques that they're using to control us and it further enslave us. This is just completely un unacceptable to me. But they're telling me that this is going to give me the right to live my life again. <laughs> as though I need a passport. So I need a governmental agency to tell me how I'm going to live my life again. See, what pisses me off the most is I grew up under tyranny. I grew up under a rule of a psychopath. <laughs> and I completely recognize things. You know, the government has, has taken the role of, uh, of the parent over the people. And uh, this is quite an abusive relationship, people. Let me tell you something. And when you're in an abusive relationship, sooner or later, you gotta, you gotta grow up. You have to decide what you want to do. think it's us. We're not the insane ones. We just got caught up in this nonsense. This bullshit unwillingly. It's the rest of the world. I don't think it's me. I don't think it's you. 
I think it's all these psychos that are running the asylum right now. And like I said before, we're just gla we're just caught. We're just caught up in this shit. All right, so the title of this message today, Tuesday, February 16th, 2021, Viable Opposition, Vaccine Passports, the next act in the COVID-19 saga. While, like Australia and New Zealand, the United Kingdom seems to have taken anti-COVID measures to extreme levels, a recent comment from Dominic Robb, the UK Foreign Secretary, should cause us all to ponder the future that may exist should governments continue down the road to complete totalitarianism. Let's start by looking at some background information. In mid-January 2021, Healthcare IT News reported the following. It's a little press release here. UK COVID-19 immunity passports entering live testing phase. This is dated January 15th, 2021. Uh, this is published in... Uh, by Sophie Porter, and uh, the prototype jointly developed by Mvine and iProve. Interesting, I P R O O V is how it's spelled. iProve, and backed by Innovate UK, provides immunity status without disclosing the user's identity. Interesting. So maybe we're going to be buying immunity tokens now. Uh, that would be interesting, right? That would be like uh, kind of like a crypto token, but it's your immunity passport token. <laughs> How interesting is that? Because that that's the loophole um, to me in terms of whether or not... Now, that we're talking about the UK, but here in the States, uh, one of those things that were railroaded or, or is continually railroaded into uh, healthcare workers is uh, the HIPAA, the health insurance... Uh, portability, accountability, portability and accountability act, H I P A A, uh, and, and it's all about patient privacy, patient privacy, patient privacy, and then, and then, you know, again, fast forward to now, where, you know, you you gotta get swabbed and 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 they're telling you that you're gonna need a passport to get on public transportation. It's is it not a violation of somebody's medical privacy to uh, have these you know, non-medical agencies knowing whether or not you were positive or negative. It just, it just takes a whole, it, it's, it's a whole other level of privacy violation. And uh, in my mind, I, I would think that people here in the States are protected by the HIPAA clause uh, in terms of these uh, impending changes, but I, I don't know. What the fuck do I know? I'm not a lawyer. Uh, but it's always like, you know, but medical privacy was always something that was drilled into our heads because, you know, healthcare workers and facilities can get fined tens of thousands of dollars for violating these acts. And then now all of a sudden you got people at the fucking supermarket that don't want to know where have you been? Uh, you go to Home Depot. Have you been out of seas? Did you have a rash? Have you like, who the fuck are you at fucking Home Depot? Like, get out of here. The supermarket, get out, you know, it's one thing if it's a healthcare facility, but you have all of these places out here now just basically asking you personal medical information and in terms of person's covid positive or negative status and uh, vaccination status i would think that that falls in the category as well but again I, I, I don't know what do i know i'm not a lawyer um so going back to the uk according to the uh okay so this is a prototype that they're gonna start rolling out 
immunity passports, COVID-19 immunity passports. It's entering live testing phase. Mvine and iProve, backed by Innovate UK, provides immunity status without disclosing the user's identity. So I guess that's one way of bypassing here in the States, uh, uh, you know, medical privacy, because that's a huge concern. It's a valid concern. Uh, then it says on the press release, immunity and vaccine passport with trust, security, and privacy. Mvine and iProve move into live testing for COVID relief. So fucking whack. Uh, according to the article, the UK was entering the initial initial live testing stage for the nation's newly developed COVID-19 immunity and vaccination passport. The passport is being developed by iProve, a facial bi- biometric authentication company. <laughs> iProve, great. So much for privacy. You need a facial biometric. This doesn't fucking make sense. Uh, and Mvine, a deep technology solutions provider. Deep technology. The passport will will enable a user's COVID-19 test results and vaccination status to be registered privately, of course. Innovate UK, the government funder, has spent $74,270, I believe this is pounds, on the project, as shown here. And uh, it shows a UK research and innovation uh, press release, uh, COVID-19 st- test status, digital passport with privacy protection for adults and children. And, uh, I can't really read the abstract. Let's see if he reads the abstract. Uh, I think I can read it. Mvine Limited, a British technology company, is working with innovation funding service in the national interest to deliver a working demonstrator which applies leading di- digital technologies to solve fundamental problems in both public health and citizen privacy in the context of the COVID-19 pandemic and afterwards. And afterwards, they say. The problem we are solving together is the ability to associate government-approved tests for COVID-19 with you and all other members of the public in a way that shows the test has been performed and which allows you to easily prove it, all without you having to give away personally identifiable information. The objective is to facilitate a highly efficient process whether government decides on a strategy of testing in the community. For example, tests performed at drive through testing stations or tests performed at pharmacies or either approved environments where there is a trusted person to oversee the test. We can do this by using digital technologies which already exist to help adults and children in three main ways. First, without having to give away any private information to people you don't know to ensure the test you have done for COVID-19 is associated with you and nobody else. There is no room for error, so we will ask you to agree to let the person doing the test to use a technology to make an abstract mathematical model of your face. It doesn't take a photo. It doesn't even scan what you look like. It uses AI to work out a set of numbers which represents you and which cannot be mistaken for anyone else. Remember, this is all about not giving away information about you to people you don't know. But the app, the technology will know who you are. So that has the potential to, excuse me, I would think, of course, the potential to be reverse engineered and breached. They 
the makers of this technology will know who you are. And who's to say that government agencies or any other agency that wants to pay up for that information will not be given that privilege? You're not guaranteed privacy. Not at all. I mean, they're selling people the idea of privacy, but it's not really private. They're scanning your face. Uh, and they're using AI to work out a set of numbers, set of numbers which represent your scanned face, unique to you, which cannot be mistaken for anyone else. So they're giving you basically a digital ID, which is identifying you by your face. So I don't know. I don't know. I think they're selling people this privacy angle. Um, but of course, if there is ulterior motives in, in, in just about all of this nonsense. All right. Second, the technology helps the person doing the test who might be an NHS key worker or other trusted person. Yes, they're government agents. Of course, they're trusted to match the test to you and ensure that your test belongs to you and you only. So you have the test giver also as an identifier of who you are to match the test to you. So you have another person who can identify you. So it's not complete. It's not anonymity. So they're, they're not guaranteeing anonymity. They're just trying to promise privacy. But the privacy only goes so far. Third, you do not need any technology at all to be able to use the results of the COVID-19 test to prove to other people that you have done the test and what the result is. So they're going to give you like a code or maybe people scan a code and punch in. Once the demonstrator receives government approval, we will make it available to everyone who needs it. We really want to help the country get back on its feet as soon as possible and help you to get on with your life the way you want to live it. Oh, this press release is actually direct, is, is more geared towards the public. So here we go, you know, um, Vine, basically telling the public this is, this is the solution that we have for you here. A uh, trusted person giving you the test, a uh, uh, trusted app that will, will maintain your privacy, but, you know, is, is giving you a code that's only identifiable to you. Um, yeah, there's, there's definitely potential for breach, just like anything else technology-based, absolutely. Note that the funding period for this project began on June 20th, 2020, suggesting that the Johnson government has long had plans for a COVID-19 digital passport as part of its response to the COVID-19 pandemic. Yeah, that's June. This is only like three months, four months into the quote-unquote lockdowns and, and outbreak and <laughs> ridiculous. Here is the announcement of the trial phase for the COVID-19 passport from Mvine. And uh, it mentions COVID, UK COVID-19 passport moves into trial phase. COVID-19 immunity and vaccination passport developed by British firms Mvine and I approved, backed by Innovate UK. Okay, I read this before. Sorry. Uh, they announced today their design for a simple, secure, and widely recognized COVID-19 immunity and vaccination passport, which will now move into live testing. The Mvine Improved Passport enables a person's test results or vaccination status to be registered and proved without disclosing their identity and without the need for extensive new infrastructure. And uh, it just goes on about the funding, the development. Uh, they aim to complete two trials by the 31st of March, 2021. It's just about a month and a half, a month away, a month and a half away. Um, giving directors of public health across the country the confidence to deploy the passport 
at a scale to benefit their local areas. Crucially, the MVINE improved passport can be plugged into the NHS's existing infrastructure, enabling it to meet the specific needs of local directors of public health and any overarching national requirements. The, this, flexibility, this flexibility ensures that areas in different tiers or levels of vaccination rollout can set appropriate policies and enforce them with confidence. The MVINE Improved Passport has been developed quickly and cost efficiently with a total of 75,000 pounds in investment from Innovate UK following a call for ideas in April 2020. <laughs> it is expected this investment in UK innovation will help businesses and employees return to work and enable families and friends to reconnect more quickly and more responsibly than would otherwise be possible. Could you like they're promising people you're going to get your job back with this passport. You're going to be able to reconnect with your family and your friends with this passport. Like what do people not see wrong with this? I had friends uh, about a week and a half ago just sent, sent them a quick text, "Hey, how you doing?" The first thing they wrote back to me was about the vaccination status and the positive negative status of one of their children. That is not what I wanted to know. That is not what I care about. But that is what's on the forefront in everybody's mind. So I can imagine, hey, I'm going to go visit a friend of mine. Well, you know, what's, what's your status? Can, can, are you positive? Are you negative? Did you get your vaccine? Like, this is not the world. Look, I don't have to visit anybody. I really don't. I don't give a shit. It doesn't matter to me. But then they're going to have, where are they going to have these people? Local areas. Where, where are they going to station these people outside of Whole Foods? They, I mean, I don't go to Walmart. Are they going to station them outside of Walmart? Like, where I live, I don't see that going over too well. I see, Are they going to station them outside of Walmart? Like, where I live, I don't see that going over too well. I see crime going to a certain level where these people standing outside, even myself, like, you know what? I like a little violence here and there, but, you know, like, my initial gut reaction to something like that would be to really just, like, snuff a person who would dare ask me. Um, that's my personal sensation and feeling. You know, that, that's just such a violation. Uh, but I'm not, I'm not a thug criminal. I know how to control myself. I know how to control my, my urges uh, and, and my rages. But there are plenty of people out here who wouldn't. Those people would be setting themselves up to get their asses kicked or killed. Uh, people out here, it's such desperation level... That they'll just go into a fucking supermarket blatantly with a bag, fill up a bag full of groceries, and walk right out. I have a hard time understanding, unless it's like a military-backed, and these people got guns, I have a hard time seeing, oh, we need a vaccination ID passport. I don't know. It all depends. You know what? They turn the population against each other when it comes to masks. Let's see how far they can really take it when it comes. Like, how dumb are people really... And how far are they going to let this go? Are they really that duped and that stupid that they think that it's completely within their rights to limit people who don't want to show their status, whether or not they're COVID positive or vaccination? How much of a threat is this COVID really in their mind that they think that this kind of, this plan, this mechanism of action is even somewhat justified? And um, you know what? I have some images in my mind of people who are like this, who might be like this, who might be cool with this out here. But I don't see them lasting very long either. Um, 
And these are the types of people I'm picturing in my mind, people who haven't taken care of their health. So they feel ultimately threatened because they're either super obese or they're just out of control in terms of uh, how they've taken care of themselves over the years. And then now that this sense of, oh, we have this, you know, I don't even, can you call it an existential threat? I might be using the word incorrectly, but this threat. Now the threat isn't their own diabetes. The threat isn't their own obesity. The threat in their mind isn't drinking too many, you know, bottles of beer or fucking cans of Coke. Um, the threat is somebody outside. So now they have that control. Oh, well, you know what? Now I could wear a mask and, um, you know, I could get a vaccine and I could social distance and I can make sure you do that too, because you're a threat to me. So now they feel like they're more in control of their health and they're even more so tyrants because they really couldn't control their own day-to-day activities. But this, uh, Corona madness has given the most unhealthy people a license to think that they dictate to others how to carry about their business and their day-to-day lives in terms of their own health. Uh, You know, I don't like wearing masks. I don't like to be forced wearing masks. It enrages me that I am forced to wear a mask. And as as a healthcare worker, as somebody who worked in operating rooms, as somebody who worked in negative pressure, okay, procedure rooms, somebody who worked in, in infectious diseases with patients with highly transmissible, excuse me, transmissible diseases, somebody who's worked with patients who had the most fierce resistant organisms. Um, yes. They're, they're, even I know. Okay. Since the beginning. Since the beginning. That these masks. These clothes. This is laughable to me. That these surgical masks. And these cloth masks. Are being lauded to people. As some armor. Part of a person's armor. In the fight against coronavirus. In the fight against COVID-19. This is part. They're telling these kids. That they're fucking indoctrinating. Their minds. Telling them. This is your armor. This is your armor. And then that's only part of your armor. Because you know what's next? The vaccine. The vaccine is going to be your sword. The mask is your shield, but the vaccine is going to be your sword. Like, they're telling people this shit. And they're telling children this. And it's just this sick distraction um, from what the idea, what the concept of true health is. So... Just, you know, getting back to the type of people I see that would be going along with this. These are probably the most healthy people. Uh, because they think now that they can control. That, that that control that they haven't had of their own health for so much of their lives. Now now they can put it in the palm of their hands and they can say, see, you know, I've been vaccinated. Or see, oh yes, I'm negative. And it's just, it's fucking mind-boggling to me. It's absolutely mind-boggling. There's so many more deadly things out there in the world than this fucking covid and it just shows the height of ignorance, the height of people's ignorance. I mean, and not even just infectious diseases, just things that could go wrong physiolo- physiologically in a person's body, in a person's circulatory system, in a person's cardiovascular system, in a, in a person's neurological system. There are so many threats aside from pathogens. And some people even debate that, oh, pathogens don't exist. Yeah, you know what? Go fucking educate yourself. Like, I come across these people online, and, uh, you know, I love, I like Twitter. That's the only social media. I have, but there are a lot of people with very big followings on Twitter that they don't know what the fuck they are talking about. And I've gotten into debates with these people and I don't understand where they think that they can get off with this, this, I don't know what kind of knowledge they believe they have or they doubt the validity of things that personally, a lot and and a whole field of medical science has come across face to face, face to face. Oh, pathogens don't exist. You know what? You don't tell that to the person who has fucking gangrene. Tell it to the person 
who has bed sores so deeply infected with an antibiotic-resistant organism, I can stick my fist in there up to my wrist. Tell me, tell me that pathogens don't exist when you have a necrotizing fasciitis eating away at a person's flesh right in front of your eyes on the operating room table. Please, please tell me all about how pathogens don't exist. I, I don't know where these people come off with their, their sense of authority, but and here we are. There's disinformation. Disinformation everywhere. And uh, people don't, not only do they not want to educate themselves, they're very quick to follow fallacies, you know, promoted by fools. Uh, and, and it's just a sad system that we're in. So let's get back to this article, because I, I just kind of went off on, on the deep end, because, you know what, this is my journal, people. Sometimes this is what happens. I'm just tired. I'm just tired of the foolishness, and I'm, I'm tired of the stupidity, and I'm, as I'm speaking to you and reading this, I'm just thinking there are people out here who are going to be digging this, and this is the States. We're talking about UK. I'm reading this article in the UK that they're rolling out their testing, and their testing is going to be complete by the end of March next month. Uh, March 31st, that's their, their, their trial. So let's go back and, and, and just thinking, you know, how readily is this going to be accepted here in the States after? You know, maybe by June, who knows? Okay, so the system will not capture or store identity data. Rather, it will use a, quote, abstract model of the user's face. Yes, I read that. And it uses AI to work out a set of numbers which represent them, which cannot be mistaken for anyone else, which that set of numbers is an identifier. So it says that it will not capture or store identi identity data, but that is, to me, that is a definition of identity data. It's not identity data as commonly known as a person's name, date of birth, address, phone number, but it is a form of identity data if they're taking an abstract models of a user's face and using AI to work out whatever, encrypt something, numbers, that represent only that user's face, and it cannot be mistaken for anybody else. That is, a, a, to me, a form of identity data, which, again, that app has the knowledge of, as well as the person who is doing the testing. Um, so, I don't know. It's, it's a play on words, you know? Like, they're telling people, oh, you know, we're not going to store your identity data, you know, um, but in a, in a way, they are. They're creating an identity for you. So, yes, they are. Um, it's, uh, I guess it depends on how critical you want to think about it. Okay, so this will then be linked to the reference number on the vaccine, their vaccine or test results. Phase 2 trials are scheduled to be completed by the end of March 2021 so that the passport can be rolled out quickly as the number of vaccinated British citizens rises. Let's look at the rationale behind the COVID-19 passport. The, vac the passport is designed to prove a person's COVID-19 status, allowing the, quote, easing of restrictions on people meeting by reducing the risk of contagion, enabling families and friends to meet, employees to work, return to work in person, and businesses to open sooner and more responsibly. Yeah, they're selling people their lives back for this bullshit for agreeing uh, for a passport. Like, who told these people they had the right to limit you? They said, reducing the risk of contagion. Who's the risk? Who's at risk? Am I at risk? Are you at risk? 
the world is at risk. We're all at risk, but it's not from COVID-19. It's not from this virus so much as it is from these uh, techniques that they're using to control us and further enslave us. This is just completely un unacceptable to me. But they're telling me that this is going to give me the right to live my life again. <laughs> as though I need a passport. So I need a governmental agency to tell me how I'm going to live my life again. See, what pisses me off the most is I grew up under tyranny. I grew up under a rule of a psychopath. <laughs> and I completely recognize things. You know, the government has, has taken the role of uh, of the parent over the people. And uh, this is quite an abusive relationship, people. Let me tell you something. And when you're in an abusive relationship, sooner or later, you got you to gotta grow up. And you have to decide what you want to do. You're a trauma survivor. Are you going to fight? Are you going to flee? Are you going to freeze? Or are you going to fawn? So freezing and fawning, they get the better of you. Fighting, maybe. They might get the better of you. You might get the better of them. Fleeing. Some may consider it cowardice, but sometimes you just got to get the fuck away from this. You got to get away from all of it. Maybe you try to fight and fighting doesn't work, but you got to just try to remove yourself. If that's what fleeing is, you got to remove yourself from the influence of these monsters. Okay, so all of this stuff I just read, the easing of restrictions, this is, this is what they're promising with their passport. It's designed to prove a person's COVID-19 status because they're promising people the easing of restrictions, reducing the risk of contagion. They're promising people that they're going to be able to see their families and friends again. They're promising people that they're going to be able to go back to work in person again. And businesses to open sooner and more responsibly. Businesses, there's 70% of businesses that have been eradicated. Small businesses in the United States have been eradicated. But yeah, you know, we're all going to be running back to work after this. It's a complete lie. So the author goes on to say, that certainly has the appearance of a government-supplied carrot, doesn't it? Absolutely. Another word might be coercion. And um, let's close this section of the posting with this from The Guardian on February 7th, 2021. Nadim Zahawi, UK has no plans to introduce COVID-19 passports, COVID vaccine passports. So this guy's completely full of shit because they're actually testing this phase out. And uh, the vaccines minister insisted the government was not considering vaccine passports to allow those who have been vaccinated against COVID-19 to travel internationally. Well, well, there it is. It's not about traveling internationally just yet. It's about these people domestically getting their lives back. They, they, not yet. Vaccines are not manda mandated in the UK, and it would be discriminatory. So, <laughs> he's saying it would be discriminatory. Zahawi told BBC... Uh, one's the Andrews Macho. We have no plans of introducing a vaccine passport. Interesting. Now, with all of this in mind, let's look at the recent interview with Dominique Robb, the United Kingdom's Foreign Secretary. The interview was held on February 14th. I can't hit play. Um, Dominique Robb. 
the United Kingdom's Foreign Secretary. The interview was held on February 14th on Leading Britain's Conversation with Tom Swarbrick. And uh, I guess he's going to go to the key comments right here. Swarbrick, quote, just back on the vaccine passports. Clearly, this is something that's going to have to have be agreed internationally, which the government is now making signs that it's looking at. What's though, to stop a company in this country demanding that in order to enter a restaurant or in order to get to a pub in the future, that someone predicted a document saying that they've got a vaccine. Rob, quote, his answer, well, in terms of the law, that would apply that's something that's a prerogative of the government and parliament, but what we want to do is make sure that there's enough confidence in the national rollout that when we're in a position to open non-essential retail and in due course after that hospitality, people can do so confidently the modalities and mechanisms we, of course, all that need to be worked out. And the prime minister's I said, will give a clear sense of direction of travel. So domestically, it won't be needed. Swarbrick, you don't think a domestic vaccine passport where you have to show a bit of paper to go into a supermarket or something like that? Rob, well, it's something that hasn't been ruled out. It's under consideration, but of course you've got to make it workable. Whether it's at an international, domestic, or local level, you've got to know that the document being presented is something that you can rely on and that it's an accurate reflection of the status of the individual. So there you have it. One of the world's most advanced ec economies is considering implementing a vaccine COVID-19 passport system that will be a requirement for everyday life, despite its protestations and or lies to the contrary. Given that governments are rarely composed of original thinkers, those of us living in the so-called advanced nations can pretty much assure ourselves that once the United Kingdom imposes this new reality on its citizens, the rest of our so-called leaders are sure to follow like a herd of sheep. And this is very, very true. Um, yeah, it's going to be ugly. It's going to be ugly. Uh, at least I know where I live. It's not something that uh, at least people out here are going to be willing to deal with. But we'll see. It, it just may get to a point where, you know what? Resources are going to be so scarce. Uh, it's just going to be a fight for survival on every level. I don't. I don't. They're going to try to roll all this stuff out, but uh, I, I think I think they uh, their timing is a little off. There's way bigger and greater cataclysmic things in this world that are going to keep these monsters in check, and uh, then I think that's going to pretty much level the playing field. Alright, so that's pretty much it for today. I haven't really done much recently. I've been trying to record. Uh, sometimes I'm just into it. Sometimes I'm not. Sometimes I record these segments just for practice. And, um, you know, hopefully everybody's doing good. Peeps out in Texas. People in, in the Midwest. Um, be safe. It kind of sucks. You guys are fucking freezing out there. And power outages and all that, all that stuff. But, um, you know, everybody, we just got to be prepared. Always have source of heat, all these things, this is just, uh, oh my god, this is just the beginning, it's just the beginning, they're just gonna keep testing us, and keep testing us, and keep pushing us, and keep putting us in dire situations, so we just gotta be ready, all right,
Tuesday, February 16th, 2021. Have a great day.